Always good to be with you here on the podcast, Noontime Sports. Matt Noonan, we got a new friend as the tradition continues here on the Noontime Sports Podcast. Just getting those new voices on, folks that are doing great things and a lot of great passion from uh, this young man, Taj Deshaun. Okay, Taj, you know, we got to continue doing our social distancing. I'm here in Boston. You're in San Diego. I got to tell you something. I mean, we should get like a gold medal for this type of social distancing. I mean, this is real social distancing, man. <laughs> this is social distancing at its finest, my man. We're making it happen. We're still making magic happen, being miles and miles apart. Yeah, I, you know, I, we saw, we talked before we hit record. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer. I mean, I, I use Zoom because of, of a friend, of a, a friend and a contact that I kind of became a contact, became a friend uh, in the sports industry. You know, he was the one that had me on his podcast. And he goes, let's use Zoom. And I'm thinking, what the heck is Zoom? And so, you know, downloaded, do it. I'm thinking, oh, hey, this is a great way to connect and so forth. But I still believe, you know, in post-COVID time, we'll be doing these type of things. So, you know, but I do say, hopefully, that, you know, uh, for guests like yourself that are around the country that are outside of the Boston, outside of the New England area, uh, one day we will have to do this in person. But in all seriousness, though, I really do appreciate coming on. Uh, Taj has got a great story. He's an athlete career transition coach, uh, someone obviously who's just the owner operator of the, uh, you know, of just a lot, he's got a lot going on. And so, you know what, I mean, as much as I would love to just rehash, uh, you know, there's so many, so many things I got to begin with the star here, which is you were a former college football player played not too far, obviously outside of our region in New York at Stony Brook played football, played sports. How, you know, you got to talk, you got to, let's just begin with this here, Taj, which is talk to me about, you know, did you always imagine that you were going to be working in sports? Did you maybe have aspirations because you were playing at a division one school that maybe the pros would take a look at you and, you know, you get to play football and the pros. I mean, uh, talk about just, you know, what was your, you know, your first love or just excitement for sports? Yeah, man. I think, um, I never saw myself working in sports necessarily, especially not doing what I'm doing right now, which is working with former athletes. Um, and as far as me going to the next level or playing in the NFL, that was something that I realized around my, I want to say sophomore going into junior year, I realized that that was not a possibility for me. Mm -hmm. So even with that being said, I still kind of struggled, Matt, you know, it was just really figuring out what I was going to do next. Um, you know, at one point when I was in college, I thought I was going to be a, uh, a physical therapist, you know, and I think that just kind of came from, I don't know what else I'm going to do with my life. I, I think I'll just kind of do that, stay around sports. And then as I graduated, even, like I said, knowing I wasn't going to play at the next level, when I came out into, you know, quote unquote, the real world, um, I struggled because I've been playing football since I was 10 years old, you know? And sure. Just kind of the origin story. I'll just, I'll just take you back a little second. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, go ahead. Remember the Titans was the thing for me, man. Like, I don't know what it is about that movie that uh, just had me wanting to play football, but that's where I fell in love with the game. So around like 10, 11 years old, you know, I had played soccer and basketball and stuff before, but once I, once I saw that movie, you know, you know, I was just throwing the football around in the backyard with my dad one day, like, Hey, you know what? I think I want to play football. And from there I was off to the races, man. So to answer your question, that's how I started. That's how I fell in love with the game. Never saw myself working in sports afterwards. Uh, I had no clue what I was going to do afterwards. And that's kind of <laughs> what led me to doing what I, what I, uh, what I'm doing now. And I'm happy to get into that a little bit too, if you want to, but uh, sure. yeah, man, it's, it's all been a journey. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's the beauty. Okay. Well, let me, you know, maybe they un unravels. Okay. I got to, since you brought up, remember the Titans, you're right. I mean, that my, my wife and I, a couple months ago decided to say, you know, we got to get Disney plus because we had family and friends that were like, how are you not watching Disney plus? And I think that was one of the, <laughs> I honestly think that was one of the first movies we watched. 
I can't believe it. I mean, ESPN had something the other day about this. I think it was either last week or the week before. What did it turn like 20 years old or 25? I mean, it's crazy to think that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a hands down. It's one of those like sports movies, but just also historical movies that you could just watch over and over. Do you have a favorite moment? Like, is there a favorite scene and remember the Titans that you love? I mean, there's, to me, there's a lot of them, but I mean, do you have a specific one? (laughs) It's hard, right? I mean, Denzel Washington's a great, did a great job. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's upsetting that Gary Bertier obviously gets hurt, but you know, I just love Julius and, you know, Campbell and, you know, it's saying, you know, there was, it's just, I mean, again, it's, and then you got a sunshine that comes in and, you know, <laughs> you know, throws the ball and hits Campbell at the, uh, you know, Gettysburg practice. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great scenes and so forth. Do you have a favorite one at all, or just something that you love, you know, specifically about that movie? Oh man, like you said, there's there's so much to choose from from that movie. It would be almost impossible to try to pick a favorite scene. Like you said, okay. just the cast alone. The cast is just like there's not a bad actor in the movie. Everybody in the yeah. movie is a superstar. Um, but if I had to pick, like, you know, I'm an action guy, so I love all the slow motion like football moments, especially mm-hmm. the hits. You know, I yeah. play defense. I play corner and safety. So as a DB, you know, and this is before I even started playing, but. I think that kind of fueled me. Like, I just love all the action. Like, I would, after I was watching that movie, I would go run around with my brother and, like, tackle him around the house and act like <laughs> he was in slow motion. You know what I mean? Like, so, I like all the slow motion. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a huge fan of any slow motion, like, football or action type shots in movies. It just, I don't know, man. It makes me want to run through a brick wall. <laughs> uh, it's it's a great it's hands down one of my favorite ones the other football movie i love watching is is the express the ernie davis story have, have you seen that oh yeah 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 that's a classic that's a, that's another instant classic yeah no that's that's another good one and i you know you always wonder to this day i mean what would have happened if can you imagine him and jim brown in the same backfield with cleveland oh my goodness yeah it would have been a totally different type of dynasty going on man that would yeah, change history I, maybe Jim Brown wouldn't would have stuck around and played longer. I mean, that's the question I always have. I mean, maybe when they, you know, the NFL and AFL merged, I mean, maybe they would have won an a won a Super Bowl at, at some point. But <laughs> I, I just it's always it's always kind of crazy to think. You know, your story is, is fascinating, as you alluded to a few minutes ago. You talk about hey, you know, I think a lot of you know, there's some folks that come out. You know, from my end, I was always like, hey, I want to do sports media, sports broadcasting, and so forth. But obviously. You know, as we both know, as you grow older, you get experience and get exposed to new things, new opportunities. You learn about people, you know, learn about leadership. You learn about, you know, likes, dislikes and so forth. The path can certainly change. So, you know, as much as obviously, again, we don't need to rehash the the entire resume because, again, we got plenty of other topics to discuss and some content to get to here. What do you think the moment was for you that you eventually were like, you know, I want to I do want to go back to, you know, maybe kind of taking away some things I learned you know, whether it was from playing with Stony Brook or playing high school football growing up or just playing in the backyard or throwing the ball around with your father. And, you know, maybe that's where you could also kind of, if you don't mind, just talking about getting into starting your own kind of, you know, the transition codes, Thrive After Sports, you know, with the podcast you have, which we'll get into, um, you know, just kind of the the multiple things that you're doing. I mean, you've got a lot of, di- you know, you got a lot of things that you're doing at, uh, at once, which really to me is is inspiring and is just kind of, you know, when I talk to folks like, and when I talk to young men and young women in the college world, or folks that are interested in getting involved under the athletic umbrella, yes, we both know it's small, but there's so much you can unpack under athletics. So, 
you know, again, I know I just kind of, I'm going, giving you a whole bunch of things here, but you know, what do you think, what, what do you think eventually kind of shifted your direction into where you are now? Oh man, there were so many different factors, Matt. It was, it was a combination of things. And obviously it's been a long process since graduating from college, just a long process of trial and error. Um, and that's kind of why I do what I do now, because I spent so much time running around like a chicken with its head cut off, just trying to figure <laughs> out what I was going to do. Yeah. You know, uh, like you, what, most college, most collegiate athletes, right? We, because if, especially for collegiate or professional athletes, if you spent that much time playing your sport, most likely you've been playing since you were a little kid, right? So mm-hmm. there's not really much time to identify other interests, skills, um, and things like that. So for me, man, when I came out of, of college, I was, I just got into sales. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, Hey, people said I'm an athlete, you know, you're competitive. You should get into sales. That road kind of led to recruiting. But long story short, man, uh, the reason I do what I do now is because I spend so much time getting clear on what I wanted and, you know, not having guidance. Um, and I try to, I really strive to provide that for others now through my one-on-one coaching, you know, through my content, through my podcast, uh, through my, my new book, Thrive After Sports that I have coming out, shameless sure. plug right there, you know, but was, I was, was, that's, uh, a, that's a good plug because actually I had it, I had it on my, on my I have it on Instagram. I, I have the Instagram up right now of it. So I, I mean, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but continue. Sorry. No, no, no. Hey, there's no need to apologize about shameless plugs on, on the noontime podcast, by the way. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. At the end of the day, the more people that purchase the book, are, that's the more people are going to be impacted. So you're absolutely right. It's not a shame. I'm not ashamed of that plug at all. <laughs> I'm trying to have an impact, man. I'm trying to help people. Sure. But, um, just to, just to kind of wrap it up, man, it was, it was a process of me realizing that I wasn't going to be fulfilled if I was just kind of chasing money or just working jobs, trying to get a check. You know, I was mm-hmm. really good in sales. Uh, you know, I, I had to get the gab. I could talk to people, I could, <laughs> you know, <laughs> actually serve people, you know, and I just try to sell them. Right. Money. But I realized that it was an empty feeling, no matter how much money was in my bank account, uh, I felt empty. So I really started leaning into working with people that led me down a path of recruiting, um, recruiting led me to get a, an offer in uh, San Diego County where I was working with low income families. I was helping them find jobs and affordable housing. So obviously like, you know, super, uh, super fulfilling work. I was making great money. I was kind of managing the team, um, but still, you know, something was missing, man. And uh, around the same time that I was doing that, I realized that, you know, a lot of my buddies from college, younger guys, even guys that graduated after me or guys that I went to high school with, they were starting to reach out to me about, you know, hey man, you're, you're making good money. What's going on? Like, how are you, how are you kind of navigating life after sports? Like you're making great money. You're doing all this, living life in San Diego. And some of these guys are back home, you know, working at Home Depot or like unemployed, unemployed trying to figure out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I started doing research about what resources were available to former collegiate athletes. Um, and it was virtually nothing, man. You know, uh, we're talking about a few years ago, there's a lot more stuff popping up now, but a few years ago, it was really just like, you got your typical job placement agencies where they'll say, hey, you know, these companies are looking to hire athletes. We got these five positions. Which one do you want? Whereas I looked at creating a holistic approach and actually creating some curriculum to take a former athlete through, okay, who are, you know what I mean? Figuring out who they are outside of their sport, helping them sure. kind of navigate, have, have a soft landing now that they're done playing and really make sure that they're in a good place before we even start looking at, you know, what's their career path going to be, right? So that's what I'm doing, man. That's what I've been doing for the past three years, helping them get clear on what they want, helping them sort of get to a good place mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, giving them a tune up, I like to say, and then helping them find their direction. It's, It's branched out beyond football players too. You know, I've worked with male and female athletes from all different sports, man. I don't think there's an athlete from a sport that I haven't worked with. So it's really starting to grow. Um, you know, it's really something I enjoy doing. And in a sense, man, I kind of get to be the light at the end of the tunnel 
and be the person that I needed in my corner when I was going through the struggles of transitioning. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting you bring that up. You know, I, I feel like from my perspective of, you know, from like the report, you know, from the, some of the things I do through noontime, I I'm always amazed. And I, I don't know if you, you know, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I'm always amazed. I don't know if it's just the Sean McVay effect or the fact that there's younger coaches or that played and, you know, say, you know what, like I, Netflix has got a great series. Again, we're, we're giving loads of shameless plugs here, Taj. So go ahead. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, they, they've got a great series, you know, where they got Doc Rivers. They have the women's basketball coach from South Carolina, the former USA women's soccer coach. I apologize that I'm forgetting both of their names, but the, the, it's interesting about, you know, people that want, you know, student athletes that play a sport, doesn't matter whether they're division one, division three, you know, soccer, tennis, football, whatever, and, you know, they're going to school, they're studying maybe computer science, political science, whatever, sales, business, all that type of stuff. But they want to coach or they want to get involved and they want to stay involved. And I, I think it's fascinating. You know, I, there was a, a young man that played football down the road, uh, you know, here at a school that's a Division three school and thought about, hey, you know what? He wanted to play football, get involved with football. But, you know, his parents were saying, look, you know, you went to school, time to give up the dream. You got to play. And, you know, I think that he still likes to try to find, I think he's working in business now, but would like to eventually find a way to give back to playing football, get back, you know, maybe coach at some point. But, you know, it's fascinating to me with so many young student athletes that are coming out and saying, I want to give back or I want to start something or I want to do, do something. I mean, I, I'm not saying it was the McVeigh effect from a couple of years ago with the LA Rams, but doesn't it seem like to you, there's a lot of young athletes that are saying, I'll take less of the mo- less money right now. I'm going to go either start something up, go join something and be involved with something that I'm passionate about. And then maybe parlay that into something of my own. And then obviously over time, you know, things do change. And obviously, Hey, like the economic situation or something perhaps looks a little different than they did initially, maybe making, you know, five or $6,000 being an assistant coach, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think I think you brought up some great points, Matt, not just for athletes or former athletes wanting to give back, but just I think there's a shift happening in the world right now. And it, this is even pre-COVID, but even kind of accelerated by COVID. I think people, you know, our age, in our age group and younger, we have more opportunities, you know, thanks to uh, the internet. <laughs> so, you know, I watched my mom and dad come home and they, they provided a great life for my brother and I. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I watched my parents come home and be, just be miserable. So, you know, we had a good lifestyle. Everything was taken care of, never wanted for anything. But both of them came home drained, you know, got to have a glass of wine just to relax and just kind of stressed out from the day. And I think that a lot of people are, have grown up watching their parents do that. And thanks to all the opportunity we have at our fingertips now, there's opportunities to create or build something for yourself. Like you said, even at the expense of, you know, short term financial gain. Like I am just now I, I really started working with former athletes about three years ago, a little, just a little shy of three years. And I'm just now being able to sustain myself off of this. You know, I worked part-time jobs. I did what I had to do, but yeah, it's like you said, Matt, people are, people are waking up to the fact that they don't want to just be on the hamster wheel of chasing the check and keeping up with the Joneses. People are at a point where there's an abundance of opportunity um, and a bunch of different needs, a bunch of different ways to give back to your fellow human being. And people are taking advantage of that and creating opportunities for themselves by giving back. And I think it's a, a great thing, kind of an awakening that's happening, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I, I love the entrepreneur spirit. You know, a lot of, you know, even during this particular time, I'm sure some with you, you know, I'm reading, I'm listening to a whole bunch of things on Audible, you know, reading about leadership, reading about startups and businesses and so forth. It's 
it's it's fascinating. Uh, one another shameless plug. I just finished the book. The I think it was the billion dollar fantasy about DraftKings and FanDuel and and the battle and obviously how that's certainly paved the way for new startups and, and new businesses under the uh, the whole gambling and so forth. But I want to ask you, you know, with the athlete career transition, kind of going back to my last kind of uh, last part here that we just talked about with student athletes and what they want to do after college and so forth, the pros. Can you talk about a little bit more about what that means? Because I'm sure people might say man, that sounds exciting, but you know, I'm sure there's a little bit more than just, Hey, taking an athlete, trying to explain them your experience, what you went through and, you know, putting them on the path to what they want to do. So can you talk a little more about just kind of this athlete career transition that you're doing? Yeah, man, I look at it. Um, I basically, so just a little bit of backstory on it. I wanted to be the person that I needed in my corner when I was going through that stage. Right. And obviously I have a grander vision for this. You know, I'm only one person. I can only do so much. That's why I started the podcast. That's why I'm writing the book. That way I can have a broader impact on people that I may never even connect with one on one. But the bottom line is when I was creating this 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 curriculum, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just like, hey, you know, I'll help you get through it. And we're just having phone calls, just kind of casually, you know, chopping it up. I wanted to make sure there was a structure in place. I wanted to make sure that there is a clearly defined goal at the end of it. So what I did was, you know, I have a lot of friends who I went to school with who work in athletics. You know, some of them are even clinical psychologists working with uh, athletes. Uh, and when I was first starting out, I'm like, okay, I want to actually have a structure and a roadmap, right? So what I did was I actually consulted with people who are clinical psychologists because, you know, I'm not a therapist, never claimed to be a therapist. Mm -hmm. But what we're dealing with here is not just like, oh, they need help figuring out what they want to do. You know, there's a host of other things that come with that. There's a loss of identity. There's, you know, a lot of people that may end up having relationship problems or, you know, drinking problems. You know, when I was done playing, man, I, I had like a huge, I was partying a lot because I was trying to distract myself from the fact that I didn't know who I was outside of a football jersey. And, sure. you know, here I am, I spent four years on scholarship, you know, in New York and Stony Brook, just living the life. And then I come back home to my childhood bedroom and I'm unemployed, no job prospects, no idea what I want to do. So. Mm -hmm. Long story short, man, this is what I'm, these are the issues that I'm addressing. And, and through my curriculum, I have, I look at it as like kind of three different pillars. The first one, like I said, is just getting them to a place where they are firing on all cylinders. You know, even like you said, listening to podcasts, making sure, making sure they're not just binge watching Netflix, but putting positive stuff into their mind. You know what I mean? And, and, and operating from a place where they're excited about waking up in the morning and pursuing whatever it is they want to pursue. Mm -hmm. And I'm really clear on that too. I, I'll help someone get a job just to pay bills. But at the end of the day, we're looking at what are you really building long-term? Like, what can you be just as excited about uh, waking up every day and pursuing as you were with your sport? Like, this is what we're really working towards. And I spent a lot of time vetting them because as you would imagine, I have a lot of people come to me, Matt, and they'll say, hey, I want to get into sales or I want to be a coach, you know? And I really challenge them to kind of think bigger than that because a lot of times... People are just want to, they might want to be a coach. Somebody might want to be a football coach because that's all they know. They just want to stay around the game. So I really push them and challenge them to explore different things and really think not just about their career path, but about their lifestyle. What kind of life are you building for yourself? And then another thing that I do is once they're clear on the path, I'm really locked in on helping them connect with other people because that's part of it too. We lose our community as former sure. athletes. So once I help someone get clear, I'm like, okay, let me, who do I know in my network through recruiting, through my years of, you know, working with in athletics, having, having these different connections, who do I know who's a former athlete, who's a business owner or high up in their career, who I can connect you with. And you can, they can kind of take you under their wing too. And you can follow their trail of breadcrumbs. So 
it's, it's not just about coaching and guiding and transition. It's a really holistic approach. Um, and then of course there's career or business development stuff in there, depending on which way they want to go, but it's also about networking, connecting and uh, community too. I, you know, I, I had two, two individuals that are two folks that represent team impact uh, here in the Boston area on the podcast the other day. And, you know, as you know, and you talked about a few seconds ago, this is a really tough time for a lot of people. And so that's why I really try to stress positivity on this podcast. And we got into, you know, some positive impacts, no pun intended, that Team Impact is doing. I have to ask you, you know, just to kind of, again, stick with the theme of the positivity here, because that's the noontime way, if you haven't learned by now. Right. But <laughs> You're doing was, a great job of that too, man. Well, Everything I, I've heard on your podcast is positive since we well, connected. So I'm, I'm loving it. I appreciate it. So maybe you might know where I'm going here, Taj, but I was going to say to you, What's maybe been from you this experience, you know, from helping the student athletes or helping maybe a former amateur or minor league or professional athlete that had a chance, you know, got cut and was trying to figure out, I'm sure you've got many, but is there one that sticks out in your mind that is the most kind of to you, it's satisfaction, you know, it's satisfaction, but it's also, it gives you that, that feeling inside that we get when we feel like, okay, we're doing something or, or you know, we're, or this is starting to work here. So do you have one story that you might be able to share? Because I'm sure you've got a lot, but what would, what, if you could share one for the audience here, what would that be? So I'm a little bit biased, right? Because I would, <laughs> and I Let me guess, is this a Stony, is this a Stony, is this Stony Brook by chance? Or I just want to make sure we know where we're going here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. All right. A, just, that's fine. Former Stony Brook athlete. Uh, matter of fact, just for confidentiality, I won't name any schools. Totally or understand. Their name. Sure. Um, but what I was getting at was I'm biased because obviously, you know, I've gone into entrepreneurship now. I have my own business. I work, I have contract positions doing coaching with several different organizations. You know, I have a few different things going on. So I always kind of have like a, a soft spot for athletes that I'm former athletes that I'm working with who want to build a business, you know, like immediately that, that excites me. Like I said, I'm more than happy to help someone get a job, but when an athlete comes to me and they're like, Hey, I have this business idea, you know, that, that really gets me excited. So I had a, um, a client, a former basketball player, professional overseas basketball player, and she had this idea for something. That I'll just, you know, people are going to know who she is if you go do your research. Sure. <laughs> I have an interview with her. Bottom line is she had this business idea. Um, it's a great idea, so I'll share it too. She wanted to start a, uh, like a shoe line for women with larger feet. Mm -hmm. Because obviously it's easy to get professional basketball, you know, uh, basketball shoes as a pro athlete. But like she had issues even back to when she was in high school, you know, finding prom shoes and stuff like that. She's a, you know, a basketball player. Sure. So she wanted to start this business where she could provide like nice, you know, dress shoes, casual shoes, just kind of lifestyle shoes for former athletes. And she came to me with this idea. And first of all, you know, obviously an amazing idea because something like that really doesn't exist yet. And um, she was kind of hesitant to start it. She was like, you know, people are telling me I know I need to go get a master's degree and, you know, in, in business and or like, you know, all this type of stuff. She had all these hangups about why she couldn't do it. And through us working together through like a couple of weeks, she just got running, you know, and I happen to have some people in my network who are, are in manufacturing and, um, you know, even prototype design. And she's planning to launch her shoe line at the beginning of going into 2021 obviously some things have slowed up a little bit because of covid but mm -hmm. she's at a point where she's ready to launch it and to me just seeing stuff like that where she might have easily waited another two three four five years to kind of you know go through the process or feel like she needed more education or needed to learn more and to see her just jump into the doing side of it to be able to kind of 
build something for herself that's going to have an impact on people, something that was based on her story, challenges that she had, stuff like that really gets me excited and, and gets me motivated to wake up every day and keep doing what I'm doing, man. So great, great story. I, that I answers I, your question. No, I, 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 I appreciate it. that's, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, I mean, it's, it is such an interesting time. I mean, I, I, uh, do you agree with, I mean, you know, it's funny that you bring up the entrepreneur. I mean, again, we've talked a lot about the entrepreneurship uh, or entrepreneurship, excuse me. You know, Mark Cuban I, I came out, I think it was a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago. And I forget which outlet he said, said this to, but he goes, this is a great time to start a business. And I mean, why not? Right. I mean, we, I, I would agree to that comment. Would you? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually leaning more into that. You know, not that I'm, I'm happy to take on any kind of uh, former athletes and help them guide them and transition them, but as time moves forward, I'm really starting to take on former athletes and work with them with starting their business, especially as I learn more and I'm able to, you know, not just be self-employed, but actually grow a business and develop a team. That's something that I'm leaning into more. So I, I definitely agree with you, man. I, I think the best time to start a business is, you know, today, anytime. It doesn't matter. Even downtimes like the earth. Some say these are downtimes, but this is a great time to start something. <laughs> I don't agree with that. This time, I, I refuse to let anything that's going on get me down. I can tell you're, you know, you're on the same page. No, that's, I appreciate that's it. Yeah, we, we, that's why we keep it positive here at noon time. All right, we got to get yes, as we sir. wrap us, as we wrap us up here. Uh, two more things to get to with you. You got a book that uh, I was going to say that obviously is you know same title for those that don't know. You've got also a great podcast. Uh, I love obviously listening to your podcast and I appreciate what you're doing through your podcast uh, and through your platform. You can talk about both. Just talk about the thrill of being able to write a book and being able to, I mean, I, I look forward to reading it. I mean, I've got, a, I got a stash over here of a couple of books that just, you know, just came through. So I've got, <laughs> I got to get through those first. I apologize, but I will, I do promise I, I will make sure to read it. Uh, and then when I do read it, we'll have to get you back on because we can go page by page about, Hey, why did you say this word? Why did you say that? And so forth. But talk about the book, you know, uh, where, you know, what, how people can be able to eventually get it. And, you know, just the joy being able to what you were able to pour in your experiences uh, to writing that book. And then if you want to also, if you don't mind after that, just talk about how much you've enjoyed uh, being able to, you know, same title, you can find it on, you know, Spotify, Apple podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcast, Thrive After Sports. Again, uh, the title of the book is Thrive After Sports, Helping Athletes Dominate the Game of Life. Um, again, he's got the same podcast title, so that's pretty easy to write in. But time with the book, the excitement of writing the book, uh, when we can get, be able to get it. And then also, if you don't mind, just kind of what you've enjoyed most about being able to um, take your experiences and what you're doing and apply it to the podcast as well. Oh, yeah, it's been awesome, man. And, and thank you, by the way, you know, whenever you get to reading it, thank you for your support. You know, I don't care if you order it five years from now, once you get through that other stack of books. <laughs> thank you. Thank hey, COVID's allowed me to do more reading and more. I mean, I, I, I listen to books on Audible. I listen to podcasts and I read more. So at the end of the day, my mother should be proud of me, Todd, that I'm reading more than I probably did <laughs> over the past couple of years. I love it, man. I love it. And my book will eventually be on Audible. I don't know when, but I'm also going to be reading it on my podcast. Oh, that's awesome. So that's, yeah, man, that's kind of my plan. I, I want to do like a, uh, once the book actually comes out, I'm going to read it like a chapter a week for, you know, there's 10 chapters. So I'm probably going to do like a chapter a week for 10 weeks straight and just read the chapters, you know, kind of like a, a DIY project. Sure. For, uh, for, and then it'll eventually be on. Ah, so you're book. not um, adopting the, see, that's good. So you're not adopting what I'm doing with writing an online series for a couple of different, you know, things that are noontime where you're doing, you're not doing the Netflix model. Here it is all at once. I, I like that. Good for you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> hey man, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make it as a, I don't, 
as, as a little friction as possible between me and the people who can benefit from it. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to read this on my podcast. Why not? <laughs> why not? Hey, why, why, why not? not? Why not? But continue. I know, I know exactly. I sidetracked you for a second, but go ahead. I'll get you get, let you get back to the book. Oh, it's all good, man. Yeah. But thank you for your support. Whenever you get a chance to read it. Um, the book is the process of writing the book was, was awesome. Just like, as you know, the podcast, just through doing a podcast, you grow as an individual. And then of course you get to, it's like, it's like being an athlete. You know, if I get an interception or break up a pass, you get that instant feedback, which is something I was missing in my life. So you know how it goes, Matt, you put out a podcast episode and you get feedback from it. Like people, exactly. Are like, hey, this, this was really great. Thank you. So I really enjoy that knowing that I'm having an impact. You know, I might be asleep and somebody might be listening to a podcast episode and their life is being changed because of it. Um, the book itself that came about because, you know, I'm like, I just felt like, I used to have the mindset of I'm going to write a book once I, once I, once I make it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like once I'm rich, I'll write a book to leave a trail of breadcrumbs versus like, you know what, there's a lot I have to, to offer already. So let me just do that now and have an impact that way and get the book into people's hands. Um, I'm, I've been very intentional about letting people know that yes, I'm on the cover and all that, but this book is not an autobiography. This is not my life story. You know, I do go into my story a little bit, but I look at this book as it's basically my coaching program you know, everything that's in my curriculum put into book format. So, and you know, it's not, it's also not cookie cutter. So it's not like, Hey, just do this and everything will work out great for you. It's more like, you know, these are some suggestions. These are things that I did. These are things I'm seeing through the athletes I'm working with, you know, give them a try and discover for yourself, your path. And um, that's what it's really about, man. I look at the book as not, not a story, not a, definitely not an autobiography, but like a tool, a tool that can be used for athletes who are kind of struggling. Um, you know, hence the name of all my, other stuff thrive after sports like that's the goal you know and that comes from which I talk about in the book like at a certain point we all have to make a decision whether we're going to go through life just kind of surviving meaning like living paycheck to paycheck or just doing a job because it pays the bills versus thriving which means like waking up every single day and, and feeling fulfilled so that's what the book is about I look at it as a roadmap um and yes that's that's available for pre-order at thriveaftersportsbook.com um it we're looking at first week of november at the very latest for for it to actually come out but obviously the pre-orders help with how many copies we need to print so um yeah that's where you can find that and like you said matt the podcast thrive after sports is available on all platforms please go check that out as well well his name is taj Zashan. taj you know we could be on the zoom recording uh for our podcast here uh for the entire day but i know you've got a lot going on and obviously <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I, I like to try to keep these between 30 minutes, maybe a little bit over 30, a little bit under 30, you know, because we know that, hey, people do have things. Uh, and again, I appreciate everyone who's always able to listen. It's been a lot of fun, but this is this has been great. I mean, again, you know, when, when you get ready for these podcasts, as you and I both know, you got to write down questions, thoughts and so forth. You got to let the conversation flow. And I think we did that. I'll say it to this. I, as I say to all the new guests, even going back to April here. Doors open. Love for you to come back. Number That's the number one goal, obviously, with having new guests on is not only making a good impression from the noontime perspective, but obviously hoping them come back. Uh, but in all seriousness, though, uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time. Again, please make sure to um, learn more about Taj Deshaun. If you want to learn about more of him, you can go to his website, Taj Deshaun. That's T-A-J. D-A-S-H-A-U-N.com. Uh, find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. You got a YouTube channel. Anywhere else? Uh, and then you got the podcast, obviously. Is there anything else that uh, we can plug before we uh, we say uh, would be uh, before we bid adieu, as I want to say? No, Matt, you covered it all, man. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, obviously, ever since we connected, it's it's been nothing but 
great conversations and uh i'm i would love to come back on anytime man so whenever you're ready hey, man we can record once or twice a week if you want to man so i hey, appreciate my- everything you're doing and, and thanks for having me all right. And, and by the way, too, like I said at the top, this is some great social distancing. But I'll tell you, like I said to a couple of uh, new friends and new voices on the podcast that are scattered outside of New England, uh, we'll have to find some time down the road. And I, I just really mean it. I think this is great because you're making a lot of contacts like I know you are as well and new friends uh, that live outside your area. So one of these days we'll have to do this podcast in person. So we'll, we'll have to figure that out in post-COVID time. Hey, man, you're always welcome to come to San Diego. Just say the word. Sounds good. And the, the invitation to come to Boston, I know it's I know it's not San Diego. It's on. But Taja Sean, Matt Noonan, another edition of the Noontown Sports Podcast. As always, thanks again for checking us out. And again, remember to find us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be well, stay safe, and as we say, keep on smiling, everyone. It's the Noontime Way. Noontime Way.